You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a pretty special episode of Rod Khalif was uh, nice enough to join us today on our show to talk about a variety of different topics as it relates to uh, multifamily investing and also mindset, psychology. We're going to talk a little bit about his upbringing and just really excited to have him here on the show. He's um, known for his um, podcast as well, so he'll talk about that and his um, platform for investments as well. So Rod, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, Anthony. This will be a lot of fun. Let's uh, let's add as much value as we can today. I appreciate Great. it. Great. So who are you? Yeah, well, <laughs> great question, actually. Uh, you know, who am I? Well, I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a coach. I'm a, I'm, I'm a happy, motivated individual. But where did I come from is probably more apropos as it relates to our conversation. So I, I, I immigrated this country when I was six years old. Um, I was born in Holland in the Netherlands. And uh, I immigrated with my mother's Vancha, my brother Albert, and uh, we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where I lived for 30 years. And I will tell you, when we got here, we were really struggling. Uh, we, we uh, you know, didn't have a lot of money. Uh, and and my, I remember I had to wear clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school, hand-me-down clothes, uh, until I could get a job. I lied about my age. and 14, I was working at Burger King doing hamburgers. But uh, you know, we, we ate expired food. I drank powdered milk. Yes, yeah, because that's all we could afford at the time. And I'm sure you've got listeners that, that are staring that in the face right now with the craziness that's going on or, or have, have had it harder than we did in the past. But I, I knew at that time that I wanted more. And luckily, my mom, she was a bit of an entrepreneur, but she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she invested in the stock market, made money, actually. And then she actually bought the house across the street from us, directly across from where I grew up, for approximately $30,000 when I was 14. And then when I was 17, getting ready to graduate from high school, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. I'm like, what? Screw college. I'm doing real estate. So I got into real estate right when I turned 18. I actually became a real estate broker. Uh, which you could do back then with education. Now, now they, you know, you need some experience. They got smart and heck, you have to work for a while to become a broker. But I was a broker shortly after I turned 18 and I thought I was going to be rich selling other people's houses. Well, my first year in real estate, I maybe made about eight grand. My second year, maybe 10 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000. One of the things I love talking about is how I was able to 10x my income in the, you know, in the second and third year of my business career. And because back in 1981, that, that's when that happened. You know, that 100 grand was a lot of money. Uh, and so, you know, what happened was I, I met a guy, I actually worked with him, that taught me about the power of psychology and mindset and how truly 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset and your psychology. Only 10 to 20% is the real estate knowledge or the entrepreneurship knowledge or business development or, you know, stock market investing, the vehicle. The, the bulk of your success in anything is, is your ability to actually take action with what you learn. And so, you know, fast forward to today, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I rented long-term in three states. I've owned multiple apartment complexes. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And, um, 
And I thought I was a real estate god at that point. I thought I could do no wrong. I did the math on that. It's like over $8,000 an hour, over a 40-hour work week for the whole year. And my head got so big, I could barely fit it through a door. And you know when that happens, God of the universe or whatever, will give you a nice little smack down. Well, that was 2008 for me. I lost that $17 million and a lot more. I lost $50 million in 2008. And one of the things I enjoy talking about, and we can go there if you'd like, is the mindset and the psychology it took that $50 million to lose in the first place, because it definitely took mindset, and, and then the mindset it took to recover from losing it all to the success that I have today. Uh, would you like me to drill down Let's on that? Let's go there. Let's do all it. Right. All right. Fantastic. Well, you know... Let me back up a little bit. So, so I started a podcast three years ago. We're about to hit 9 million downloads, which is mind-blowing to me. Uh, and, and so I actually do coaching now, and I do live events. I do live stream events, but, but I do live events. And, and uh, we had 900 and 700 people in my last two live stream events, respectively, that paid to watch. And one of the first things I do is I take them through this exercise that I'm going to share with you now. I'll do it high level, but um, sure. it's the first hour and a half of every one of my events because it's so freaking important. How are you going to get anything if you don't know what it is? So what I'm going to describe to you, I'll do it fairly quickly. So if you can take some notes, if you're listening or watching, if you can take some notes, I recommend that you do. Um, but uh, I, it, like I say, we spent about an hour and a half on this with music and everything else to inspire you um, at my events and with my coaching students. But what I want you to do is I want you to pick an hour when you have a lot of energy, okay? Make sure you're well hydrated as I get a drink here. <laughs> sure. Grab Make sure you don't do it after a meal um, and, and sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. All the stuff, you know, the houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, whatever it is, motorcycles, write it down. And... Take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it, which is not outside the realm of reality. Pretty much is just a decision and action to get what you want. And so, you know, if you want that private island, the jet, the yacht, write it down. Because what writing your goals down does is it triggers some, something subconscious in your brain called your reticular activating system. And it's, what that is is that subconscious filter that subconsciously, it's just not conscious, directs you in the in the, it, your attention to what it thinks is most important for you and i guess the greatest example the simplest most common example is when you first buy a vehicle you don't really you hadn't been really noticed them before then you buy it and you, you see them everywhere were they there before of course they were and so that's your reticular activating system and it works the same way with your goals so take the lid off your brain imagine if you if you, if you write it down you're going to get it and just just Imagine, you know, how much money are you going to have in the bank in three years, in 10 years? How much cash flow are you going to be getting from your investments, either passively or actively in three years or 10 years? You know, and, and all the stuff. And then once you can't think of another thing, also write down what you want to do in this lifetime. You know, uh, maybe you want to uh, climb every mountain over 14,000 feet or you want to write a book or, you know, I, I jumped out of a perfectly good airplane about eight months ago, which I will never, ever do again, but <laughs> it's done. It's off the list. So, list. you know, yeah. write down, you're right, write down your bucket list stuff, all the stuff that you want to do. Then also write down everything you want to learn. You know, if you want to learn a foreign language or learn a particular skill, if you want to learn multifamily, I hope you'll come see it my me at my next live stream. I'll give you a, a great deal later if you're interested in that. It's a, but, but whatever it is, write down what you want to learn. Lastly, write down who you want to help. 
Okay, we'll do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And you want to use this because this is really the fuel to get you to take action. Okay, if it was just the knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. It's the do and it's the keep doing. It's the getting back up when you get your butt kicked and your nose bloodied. It's, the, it's, that, it's that fortitude to take action and keep taking action. And that's why goals are so important. It's never really about the goals. It's who we become in pursuit of those goals and how we grow and, and, and achieve in pursuit of those goals. So again, you've written down all, everything you wanna do, be, or have. Small stuff, big stuff, everything. All right, now the next step is you need to put a time limit on each goal because right now they're just a wish. When you, when you, when you make them measurable, they're real. So put how many years you think it's gonna take you to achieve each goal. And, and if you're analytical, don't overthink this. Just, just guess at a number, put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20. Because as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in say, you know, five, 10, even 20 years. I'll give you a great example of this. When I was 18, um, I lived in Denver, but I knew I wanted to live on a beach. I mean, I would visualize the, 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 the sand, the surf, the palm trees, and there's no beach in Denver, <laughs> but, but I, I knew that's what I wanted. And 20 years later, I built this incredible mansion on the beach. You know, it was 10,000 square foot, $8 million home, spectacular home which was unthinkable when I was 18. And so the point I'm making is don't limit yourself. Just write it down, visualize it as if it's done and that's how you make it happen. So you put a time limit on each goal. Next step, just a couple more steps. Next step is pick your number one goal. I mean that goal that's almost unthinkable when you get it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing, that goal. Put it on another piece of paper. Um, and then pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on another piece of paper. So now you've got, and leave room in between them. Now you've got four goals, and I will tell you at this point, you're ahead of 99.9% .9 of the people on the planet that do a New Year's resolution and by February it's forgotten, okay? And, but but there's, there's another step, and a really important step. You need to write down for each one of those goals, don't, don't do this in your head, you've gotta get it out. I know, you know we, we get a lot of analytical people in our business, you cannot do this in your head, you've gotta write it out. Uh, because there's that whole mind-body connection that's so important, so relevant but I want you to write down why each one of these goals is an absolute freaking must for you to achieve. It has to happen, okay? So you might, and use emotionally charged words when you're writing your description. Words like amazing, incredible, beautiful, you know, wonderful, just because just words are very, very powerful. You wanna utilize them. So you might say, you know, so I can show my kids what amazing success looks like. I can show my husband or wife what it means to live in success. We can have freedom, freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want. You know, whatever it is for you, write it down. And, and, uh, and then, you know, I want you to take it one little step further. And this is going to sound harsh, but it's, it's, it's you got to put some pain in there. You got to make it painful if you don't achieve the goal. And, and here's why, because as human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. And you want to use that dynamic because this is the fuel. This is the fuel to get you to get up early, stay up late, work on a Saturday or Sunday. I'm shooting video all Sunday this weekend. And, and this is the fuel that makes that happen, knowing why you must do it and why you can't fail. So you might say, so I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my children. So I don't fail my husband or wife. You know, make it painful. And, and I'll tell you, 
you know, this is a great sobering lesson for all of this. Um, there was this uh, nurse in Australia named Ronnie Ware, and she was a hospice nurse. And she would ask people at the end of their lives if, if one question. That question was, do you have any regrets? And she even wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know when the number one regret was, Anthony? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I was capable of. Guys, we do not want that, okay? So, again, put your whys down. Then lastly, there's one last step, and that is you must get pictures around you of the things that you want, okay? Because that power of visualization to manifest the things you want is incredibly powerful. You know, I'll give you some public examples of this, and, and you can do declarations as well. But public example would be uh, Jim Carrey. In fact, if you Google Jim Carrey check, you'll see that when he was flat broke, he wrote himself a check for $10 million. And then he'd go up by the Hollywood sign, flat broke, and he'd visualize cashing it. And that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. Now, I'll give you a more recent example. I was delighted to see this recently. Um, oh, now I'm going to forget her name. Doggone it. Oh. Hollywood. <laughs> Now, it was, it, it was a woman that publicly announced 10 years ago. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm, I'm forgetting the name. I did that to myself. It, she publicly announced that she was going to sing in the Super Bowl. And she sang in this last Super Bowl. Doc mm -hmm. on it, Latin American. Anyway. Yeah. anyway. Uh, but, 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 guys, this stuff works. So get pictures of your goals. I'll tell you some personal examples for me. When I was 18, um, I figured I had to have a four-door car to show people houses because that's how I was going to be rich. Well, um, I got this bone-ugly four-door Granada, Ford Granada, bench seat in the front, gray, just ugly as you can imagine. And and I had I worked with a guy that had a couple of Corvettes. He was the guy I was telling you about that taught me about mindset. He let me drive his Corvette. And by the way, that is a key piece. If there's something that you want, go experience it. Go mm -hmm. drive the car. Go to open houses of houses like what you want. Like, I'll tell you an example. A, a, a lifetime ago, it feels like, it was back in February for Valentine's Day. I went to the Miami Yacht Show, and I spent a couple hundred grand like a moron, which I wish I had back now because I could buy an apartment complex with what's coming <laughs> in the future here. But, but um, you know, who knew that two weeks later the world would quote-unquote end, as it were, you know, or change completely. But but anyway, I BS'd my way onto these 150-foot yachts at this Miami Yacht Show because I, I want to have a yacht someday. I, I, I want to either own one or rent one. I took my wife to the Amalfi Coast, and and we, I love the yachts and the feel of it. So I told her, we're going to buy a rent one. We're going to go around the Horn of Italy. We're going to go to Greece, Croatia, Spain, all, you know, just really enjoy ourselves. So that's one of my big, you know, big motivating things that I want to do, uh, goals. Um, and so, again, I went and experienced the yacht. I sat in the captain's chair, laid on the beds, and walked around like I owned the place because I know it freaking works. So, anyway, back to my Corvette. So, I, I, I drove that Corvette, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So, I got a picture out of a magazine of a Corvette, and I put it on the visor of that bone-ugly Granada. And, and so, every time I sat in the car, it was right there in front of me. And within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. And I'm going to give you some more examples real quick, blow through them, but Please know this is not me bragging, the house on the beach or, the, or what I'm going to share with you now, because this stuff doesn't even interest me anymore. But I'm hoping to inspire you to what's possible if you implement these strategies, because they absolutely work. So back when I had this Corvette, the TV show Magnum P.I. was out there, and the actor's name was um, Tom Selleck. And he drove this Ferrari 308, red Ferrari. He was a detective or something. And I thought that was the coolest car I'd ever seen in my life. 
So I got a picture of that car out of a magazine, that actual car, and I put it on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two at a Maserati, looked just like it. Last car example. I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I had posters in my bedrooms growing up of Lamborghinis. It was the Countach back then, the one Mike Tyson bought matching ones for him and his wife. Um, I think they were married two weeks, but, but anyway, I, I, and what's funny is my, my son collected models of exotic cars. He had about 30 of them. And I wish I'd have thought of this. I would have shown you the model, but he, he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting. Um, so guys get pictures of your goals. In fact, I'll share something with you. This is my planner. It's on today, August 20th. I don't know when you're going to air this, but, um, in the back of this thing, are pictures that I've had for 20 years. Okay, they're in plastic, you can see here. The first pictures are my gratitude pictures because everything starts from a place of gratitude, guys. Okay, so it's the most foundational, important emotion that we have. So these are pictures of my kids when they were very young and other things that I'm grateful for. Then I've got the pictures that are things that I wanted. Now what's crazy is this top, top picture, before I ever built that house on the beach, looks just like the view from it. It had travertine floors, 10 foot high glass, butt together, just like that, the walls of glass. And what's really crazy is look at these bottom pictures, Anthony, and in them, you can see that white walls behind the furniture, yeah, yeah. okay? Right now, I'm in my compound. I'm, I, I have six buildings here. I have a giant main house, beautiful guest house on the water. I've got a media building with a video studio that we've created so we can live stream, a theater room, a beautiful exercise facility. I'm just spectacular home. And it's behind me in this picture. Look behind me. See the wall? Is that insane? This picture is 20 plus years old. It's the same damn wall. Anyway, and then, you know, I've got a stupid shit, like a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. The Lamborghini, before I ever got it. The Rolls Royce, the Bentley. All this stuff that I got because I have pictures. So, guys, don't, you know, especially you analytical ones, don't poo-poo this because this absolutely works. It's more important than the technical side of things. Sure. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. That that's no uh, that that process. was that was really great. So my follow up question would be: How did it apply to you? Mentioned you know you had a single family business. Why did that wind down? And then how did you get? No, it, it didn't wind apartment? down. It collapsed. Let me let me explain okay. what happened because I get Perfect. that question all the time. Sure. So back in two thousand six, again my net worth went up seventeen million bucks. I had eight hundred houses. I had several apartment complexes. But here's what here's what killed me. Okay, and it's cash flow. I, I wrote a book, I gave away 20,000 copies of it, but the book, the subtitle is The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, i.e. Forget, forget equity, forget value, it's all about cash flow, okay? Sure. And so back then, you know, my houses were in Florida and Florida has no state income tax, so property taxes are proportionally higher. Additionally, yep. a lot of my properties, or some of them, not a, I don't know what percentage it was anymore, but they were in wind and flood zones, high insurance mm -hmm. costs. Again, impacts cash flow. These things impact cash flow. But the two big ones were if I sent a maintenance guy to one of my apartment complexes, everything there is the same. The HVAC, the appliance parts, the plumbing parts, the fixtures, the doorknobs. I mean, you name it, it's all the same. So I could send somebody there to fix something. They'd be in and out in an hour because we could stockpile parts. If I had to send someone to a house that was an hour away, First of all, they'd have to drive there or, or further because my houses, by the way, where they were spread out two hours north and two hours south and everywhere in between, giant area. And that was the biggest mistake I made. But, but there's one more and I'll share that in a minute because this all impacts my investing philosophy now. But, but um, um, 
So if I sent someone to one of my houses to fix it, they'd have to drive again, maybe two, three hours round trip. Then they'd have to get there to see what was wrong. They'd have to go find a Home Depot or Lowe's to get parts. And then if you've ever fixed anything, invariably you realize you need something else. And yep. so you go back again and, and you know, what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my houses. And I had C-class assets, so there's a lot of maintenance in that asset class. And, and so that killed me. Okay, that now, now, see, we all thought the gravy train was going to last forever back then. Okay, 2006, 2007, just like now. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, when I say it's coming, it's coming. The proverbial you-know-what is about to hit the fan. But, mm -hmm. but back then, you know, and I thought 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold. I thought Florida was recession-proof. There's no way it'll pull back. Well, <laughs> it was ground freaking zero for, for, the, for that great recession. But but the, the, the coup de grace for me was a lot of my residents, my tenants, um, were jobbers. They were contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, and that fell off a freaking cliff in 08 and 09. So yeah. they didn't have work. And that was it. That was the – and, you know, it's really interesting – I was only at a 30% loan to value in 06 and 07. 30, I only owed 30 cents on the dollar and I still crashed. And, and, and here, here's what's fascinating is my portfolio actually declined where I was underwater. Wow. In 09. Yeah, it actually went set, it dropped more than 70%. Anyway, so that's why, that's why I started my podcast three years ago to share that message because in all of that, my multifamily did just fine. If I hadn't cross collateralized those apartment buildings with packages of houses, I still own them. Okay, I thought you know, hey, I'll save fifty basis points and 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 combine these. Oh yeah, I thought I was brilliant. You know, again, I thought I could do no wrong. You know, and and big mistake. If I had left them separated, I'd still own them. Uh, but uh, you know, no harm, no foul. There's no regret. I I wouldn't have met my wife if it hadn't happened. I'd give it all up again for her. So and then I'm back. I mean, I'm so back. I've got all this stupid shit again, but but it's 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 I'm much more soft, much more centered and focused on what's most important now. My wife, my kids, my foundation. You know, life's never been better. So, um, really, really anyway. excellent, really excellent yeah. stuff. Um, my audience, particularly, um, comprises of two segments: active and passive investors. So, which is very similar to, from what I understand, your show as well. So. Yeah. Sure. How can, and we talked a lot about mindset and motivation. We're going to wind it down in just a little bit, but I wanted to ask you this question. A lot of times where um, I'm talking to someone who wants to get in the real estate game, or maybe they have a few years of experience in another asset class, they want to do multifamily, and they're used to doing $100 million institutional deals, and they want to go out on their own and do it. How do they get over the mindset of, oh, I don't need to buy, I mean, what's, what's your philosophy? Like, I don't need to buy a million dollar deal. I can go big first. What's your philosophy on that? Or for some operators that have kind of grown at its little steady pace in terms of deal size, unit counts, but wants to get to the next level and there's like a roadblock, like, oh, I don't know if I can raise the money. Oh, I don't know if I can handle property management. Oh, there's all this what ifs. So how can, you know, as we related to both of our audiences, how do they, how do they get around that? Um, well, uh, Everybody has a courage muscle. Yeah, everybody has a courage muscle. And most people build it a little bit at a time. Okay, so so I run a, I, I mentioned this before we started recording, I run the multifamily boardroom mastermind. And if yep. I get the one person I think I'm getting, we'll have over 10 billion in assets represented by that group. So it's a really high level group. Most of the people have thousands of doors. And and almost all of them started a little a little bit at a time, a duplex, triplex house, and then 10 unit, and then 100 unit, and now, you know, three, 400 unit. 
Now, you know, if you heard me interview Grant Cardone, he says go big or go home, and he has that 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 personality for that. But most people don't. Okay, so so you know, I would say do what you're comfortable with, and it will grow. Now, now I always ask the question, you know, if you if you told your 18 year old self something that with what you know now, what would you do differently? I ask that on my interviews and my podcast, and they always say go bigger, faster. So you know, it's 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 there you go. But but again, that courage muscle sometimes has to be developed. It's very scary. Uh, you know, we're doing a deal now um, that we have to raise 13, 14 million for, and you know, and and that 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 is very intimidating to a lot of people. And so, um, you know, and 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 so so again, there's there's my answer. I would just say do what makes you comfortable, but do. Don't sit there and agonize and analysis paralysis and run the numbers every which way but Sunday. You know, of course, the other thing I would tell you is make sure you're educated. If you're going to invest actively or passively, for God's sakes, don't give your money to somebody. If you're going to do it passively, if you don't understand the business, I don't care what it is. If it's the right. stock market. If it's, if it's you know, uh, doing uh, uh, um, uh, um Real estate, any 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 venture whatsoever, you need to understand it. And, and so uh, let me put in a quick plug. I do these two-day live stream boot camps. Now, I don't sell anything. It's two full days of training, and I go through every aspect of this business, from finding a deal to evaluating to due diligence to raising the equity to syndicating, joint venturing, the financing, property management, and then mindset as well. And it's drinking through a fire hose, and I will show you uh, if you're – do you put these on YouTube? Yes, I do. Okay, so – those of you on YouTube can see these. These are these are the manuals and books you get. I mean, you can't, can't even hardly hold them all. I mean, it's it's it's, great. it's, it's kick ass. And and so um, if your uh, listeners are interested, it's multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com. The next one's October seventeenth and eighteenth. I don't know when you're going to air this one, but uh, that's the that. next one. Yeah. Before then, okay, perfect. And and if you use the code Rod Friend, you'll get fifty bucks off. So right now. It would be $47 for two days of training. It's like a duh, okay? Yeah. And I'm not selling anything. So anyway, but uh, <clears throat> if uh, if you don't want to wait and you want to get started with something, I have a free resource I give you. Uh, it's one of these books. It's a, I call it the multifamily tool book, and it's like a due diligence checklist on steroids. It's got every possible question you'd want to ask yourself when you're considering your property. So if you text ROD to 41411, We'll get you that that um, that tool book. It's a it's a really good resource, and and I'm very proud of it. I used to give away my my 200 page book, how to create lifetime cash flow through multifamily properties. I gave me 20,000 copies of it. Finally, my team's like, hey, knucklehead, let's put this on Amazon. Actually, make some money from it. So it's on mm -hmm. Amazon now. But but I, the tool book is awesome. It's 70 pages. It's it's a really good resource too. So Rod to 41411. Or if you want to if you're driving and you want to inquire about my boot camp, my live stream boot camp text rod live to 41411 and we'll send you the link great and i can yeah, testify use the, use the code rod friend uh, so you get the 50 bucks off because 97 bucks now is so 47 with the 50 off but yeah, it's it I, is going to go up depending on when this airs it might be a little more when you hear it yeah you know and i can testify rod has really great content so uh, for that price i might even sign up for it for myself because it's always a good refresher you know, Thank you. Uh, yeah, and, and I have I have hitters on panels to answer questions. I usually have a couple billion represented by the panelists that I have networking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 we have networking as well. We have a networking component with breakout rooms and all that. That's happening. So it's it's a lot of fun.
Yeah, I can't wait to go do live again. Oh my God, I miss being on stage because at the live stream, I'm I'm like, there's my poker faced videographer, and I'm having to keep the energy. Yeah, guys, okay, keep it going. It's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. I love it, and and we get incredible feedback. I don't think I've had any negative feedback at all from from it, no, the 1,600 people that have done it so far. The live stream that is. Yeah. Oh, great, great. We'll put a link to the the live stream. And Rod's podcast and all his um, website links, as well as his social media platforms. You have every social media, right? Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of cool. I have a Facebook group. It's the largest multifamily group in the world now. That we just literally yesterday broke thirty-five thousand people. So I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, yes. thank you. It's it's a great educational platform. And guys, you know, you are who you hang around with. So be around people that want more like this. So the, the link to that is multifamilycommunity.com. It's a direct link to the Facebook group. And uh, we don't allow any promotion whatsoever there. So it's just education. Somebody asks a question, people answer it. It's awesome, awesome environment. Great. I think I'm a member, actually. So awesome. that's perfect. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll add a link to that as well. Definitely join the Facebook group. It's a good community to just learn, even if you're, sure. you're not exposed to real estate or even if you're experienced. So people put deals on there sometimes, right? And um, sure. business does get no, done. No, not on my, not on my group. Not on no, yours? No, no. Okay. No, no deals at all. No, no deals. deals. It's just education. No education. deals, no promotion. Hey. No, that's it. Yeah. Uh, education is the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But great. Well, Rod, thank you so much for coming on our show. Oh, thanks really, for having me, Anthony. Really appreciate it. This was a great episode. Um, and hope to have you on again. And, you know, the, well, we after can, we can go into the technical, we can go into the, the technical next time. Happy to, you know, I, 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 uh, uh, I, I, you know, I'm passionate about the motivation. I do a clip every week called own your power. You know, that's just mo five minutes of motivation. Even if you're not interested in multifamily, it's, it's worth listening to, to get juice. But, uh, um, and then I interview, of course, an expert like you do. Um, right sure. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. We really appreciate Thanks, your buddy. time. All right. It's good to see you. Thanks. Buddy. Great.